Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Top story, the protests spread and Donald Trump contributes his signature art of ambiguity. At the, on the one hand, he sets out his parameters for returning to work. And on the other hand, he encourages protesters, or at least that's what he's being criticized for. So protests are moving now to Pennsylvania and Arizona. And uh, straight out and of Georgia. Event 201. Oh, are they in Georgia? Yeah. I didn't. Oh, um, that's right. I saw that. So there's also one that's just straight out of Event 201 in Colorado, which is that healthcare workers. All, all I saw was one picture of one guy dressed in scrubs standing in the way of protesters. And I've also noticed this theme where, like, my kid's teacher had him write a letter to. Doctors, yeah, and it said, we are staying home to keep you safe. So there was someone wearing scrubs, like Yeah, supposedly a nurse, but it was a guy kind of buff. I mean, he I don't know, you know, I don't I'm not I'm not convinced he was a nurse, but it's being reported as a nurse. And event two oh one said that anti government protests were going to interfere with the ability to treat the disease, and that was going to spur social media suppression. So to the extent this stuff is getting organized on Twitter or whatever, this could be that moment. That is two points that I was going to bring up within the context of this story. So they are due. I, I, I forgot that that was going to spur social media suppression in Event 201. The nurse going out there and standing in front, this this might be a real nurse. I'm sure maybe they can find a nurse who can who's willing to lend Stop their, a car. their calls. Stop a car standing in front of a car. That's unbelievable because mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to position it as though these protesters are anti-medical workers. They're not. They're not and anti-medical then they had workers. The, they had the protesters say to that person, supposedly, if you want to be a communist, move to China. That was the response. That's what the person said to the, the nurse. Supposedly, but like they said, it, the headline said healthcare workers and the pictures all showed the same guy. So it looked like a very staged What an unbelievable story. stunt. These people are not protesting the medical workers. They're protesting these shutdown orders and the fact that they feel like they're having their rights taken away, but they're trying to position it as though they're trying to tear down the medical establishment and the medical workers. Unbelievable. And I absolutely loved it. I saw a sign the other day in one of these places, Michigan, I think, that said, stop manipulating the data. That was the sign. And I think that's the most important sign to have. But I also feel like these protests, I mean, I wasn't on the ball really for it either, but these protests should have had should have happened the minute the lockdown started. It should have people should have come out immediately and said, you don't have the right to do this, not I mean, it's a little tricky because people were scared, but it it looks like you kind of acknowledge that they had the right to do it. But now that it's not as bad or it's like clear that there really wasn't a pandemic, it wasn't extra fatal. Now we're just sick of lockdown. You know, like there was just it's I'm not I'm not saying there should have should or whatever, but uh, it's just a very it's like kind of a no win situation when the media controls the narrative like this. And if they suppress social media like they plan to, there can be no counter-narrative. Absolutely. Those are a couple of the agenda items that they're ticking off with this story, and they are amping it up right now. 
Listen to how they framed this in the Washington Post, and this is similar to an article that we went through last week. They said that the pro-gun activists using Facebook groups to push anti-quarantine protest. There is a trio of far-right pro-gun provocateurs behind some of the largest Facebook groups that are calling for anti-quarantine protests around the country, offering the latest illustration that some seemingly organic demonstrations are being engineered by a network of conservative activists from the top. That's so funny because my son texted me, why is it that every left-wing protest is completely like grassroots and every right-wing protest is astroturf? He said, like, it's just so obvious even, and he's not really that political, but he just says like the memes are like, it's laughable. It's unbelievable. They go on to say that the online activity instigated by the organizers helps cement the impression that opposition to the restrictions, the sh- shelter-in-place restrictions, is more widespread than polling suggests. Nearly 70% of Republicans say they supported a national stay-at-home order. They're trying to say that none of this is real. There's only a few people that are protesting these shelter-in-place orders. Everybody loves them. This is a false movement. They want people who, who are fed up with things to think that they are in the minority. I can't help but think that when this starts to shake out, first of all, they're ramping up testing everywhere. So if they ramp up testing at the same time that they end the lockdown, you're going to have an explosion. They're they're getting the swabs out there, all of that. But I wonder, I, I mean, I don't know how the script is going to play out, but I do wonder um, if they are going to have the good states like California not have a resurgence. Yeah, you're probably right. They're probably going to flatten the curve there. And in these states where these protests were, they're probably going to have increased numbers. And they're probably going to say that it came from these right-wing organizers. To your misinformation, Facebook suppression stuff, they they go on to talk about in the article about how these Facebook groups have become digital hubs for this same sort of misinformation that these protesters are spouting. And as misinformation, they point to – The fact that some of them were comparing the virus to the flu and the fact that some of them were questioning the intentions of the scientists working on the vaccine. So that's what they're classifying as misinformation, questioning Mm -hmm. the intent, you know, things that are opinion oriented that are people asking questions. This is misinformation to them. And CNN put out a headline that said a whole article. I read it all the way through that said the coronavirus is getting is taking people who are previously anti-vax and making them pro-vax, which is hilarious. So I tweeted, like, it's so much more likely it's the opposite. And did I get a resounding response to that? I mean, people are like, I was on the fence before. Now I'm like, what the hell? This this doesn't even make sense. It's going to be totally untested. It's going to be mandatory. I've been a victim of vax abuse. (laughs) Yeah, they are definitely going after anti-vaxxers or trying to push people who otherwise would not want to get vaccines into saying, well, I guess I have to do it. I don't know what else I can do because either I'm scared or because I believe I'm not going to be able to participate in society. Well, that's what I think is that, um, uh, that's what I think is the problem is that they're just going to, they're going to get these global corporations to put these rules up. I mean, that was also out of event 201. The public private partnership was meant to get the companies to lobby the government for policies that can keep their business from being interrupted. Yeah. And the article goes on to talk more about Facebook and how Facebook is allowing these types of groups to stay on their platform and organize. Oh, really? So they're actually targeting the social media stuff already? 
Yeah, they go on to talk about how even though this represents a small portion of Americans, because clearly it's organized from the top, and it's laughable the way they talk about, they lay out the recruiting process, how they get people to join these, this is a gun rights group that organized one of these things, and they describe how they get people into their little web, and it's not even near as elaborate as what Indivisible does. It's not even as sophisticated or as close as elaborate as Indivisible, yet they're talking about it as, as though it's some grand manipulation going on. It's what they do all the time. This is so interesting because on Friday, I tweeted out, they said something about terrorist attacks. They're worried about terrorist attacks. We're unprepared because we're all distracted. And I said, oh, so now we're hearing earthquakes. We're hearing terrorist attacks. What's missing from this picture? And then I just didn't want to put it all in one tweet because I'm trying not to get taken down. So then I followed up and I said, it's the shootings. Where are the shootings? So then 24 hours later, the news came across the wire that there was a the biggest shooting in fatalities in Canadian history in Nova Scotia. Some guy dressed as a cop or Royal Canadian Mountain Police went into people's homes and killed 16 people, including like a 23 year old uh, Mountie, I guess, who was responding to the call. Like the story is a little hard to understand. But if they're if they want to start drawing parallels to people who so then the, the governor of that province or whatever you call the head of the province said, if you're feeling lonely and isolated, you know, reach out, don't like freak. So maybe they're going to fold in this idea that people on the right are more fragile. That's why they're going cabin fever. That's why they're going ballistic. You know, I just I feel like there there's obviously a a profile, a portrait being painted. Every article calls them gun toting, calls them gun toting to your point and makes them seem unstable. And this shooting happens. So you, you have those in the same news cycle, the gun toting Trump supporters are going crazy. Then you have somebody who fits the profile of a Trump supporter shoots 13 people in Canada, clearly putting those narratives close to each other to create that association. And once I saw that Alex Jones was showing up at some of the protests, I knew that I was right and that some of this stuff was going to in a tank. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he I popped mean, out of a tank with a bullhorn. Yeah, see, that's the thing that, that's the stuff that, you know, why I call him a taint agent. And people get upset because he does open people's eyes. He looks like he's kind of like losing it a little bit. He lost, you know, he lost his marriage. He doesn't look healthy. People have said that he's just fallen for Trump's line. I've thought he was a taint agent for a long time. But regardless of whether he means to be or whether he's just allowed to go, you know, he gets the spotlight because he he does taint the efforts. I feel like that is a sign that, and, and that's in Austin. So the Austin guy, the Austin mayor had the craziest quote. He said, uh, there are better ways to express your First Amendment, and I think he meant your First Amendment rights, than these group gatherings. And I'm looking at the First Amendment, and I'm like, <laughs> it's all, I mean, there's nothing left, especially if they start suppressing social media. And we have no right, see, that's the thing, we have no right to, they, they say you have the right to the First Amendment rights in front of publics, you know, but you don't have it on a thing that is, it is purely, there for speech like social media it uses government patents which is but government protection which is why they've extended first amendment rights to private property in the past like public access private property in the past and and they have gotten benefits from the government they work with the government in the back door i mean all of these things make this seem as public a platform as you can plus now that there is no other first amendment the old i was calling for protest present for demonstrations for march on D- 
D.C. because it's the only piece of the First Amendment that we could actually exercise without being suppressed or manipulated or curated. We're not even allowed to go to our churches anymore. And this guy says there are better. I'd like to know. He said there are better ways to express your First Amendment. I'd like to know what, what ways. Maybe yeah, we all have to get point. a drone, exactly. harass them with our pack of drones. They don't have to social distance. They, they regulate that the too. Virus. Yeah, it's true. They're going to frame these people as terrorists eventually. That's where this is going. You, I mean, I that, that. Oh, well, clear. that is where, yeah, yeah. You know, on Friday when they said, like, worry, worry about terrorist attacks. And I first thought, well, mass shootings are basically terrorist attacks. Yeah. And they're calling it the New Tea Party, by the way. They are definitely hammering that message home. The New Tea Party organized from the top. This is a small minority of people who are hurting our uh, that was the exact to, example yeah. i remember the tea party was grassroots dick army and freedom works and stuff like did participate in that but i mean it just rose like it did spread like wildfire i mean you have to i even reached out to freedom works to glenn beck to say hey if we want to organize a protest you guys have reach you can do this i mean it doesn't the, the congressional aides who do indivisible and actually send out memos of what to say where there's no, it doesn't seem like there's any grassroots yeah. origin of that. I heard them talking about on NPR today how all the same talking points are the same at these rallies. They have the same script. So they're saying the exact same thing that they do all the time. It's unbelievable. It's mind boggling to me. The, the pot calling the kettle black here. And anybody who thinks that this is, people aren't actually genuinely mad about this. Of course. Ask around. But, like, yeah, of course. In Michigan, one of the measures that she took was that you cannot buy seeds. And this is true in other states as well. So you can't even go buy stuff oh my to gosh, grow your why? own food. Probably why? because they don't want people to be self-sufficient you know, or self-sustaining. I have, to say, I have to say something about this. I had tweeted... Uh, one of the upsides of this is that people are realizing how little they need to consume, especially of healthcare, of like centralized healthcare. Like I'm not going, nobody's going to the urgent care or anything. And then Dean tweeted back at me, people are, this may backfire even further because people will are starting to think about how to get their own food, to have their own food independence. And I thought, you know, they regulate that stuff, though. They can, they can reach down and regulate. They use the Commerce Clause to federally regulate a farmer eating his own food. That was like a real red-letter moment. That is, that is crazy. What is her justification? I don't know. She it's didn't make not any— Not essential, though. But it is essential. I know. I, I think it's essential. It's the too. only thing that's essential. But they take that away, so you have to go stand in line at the grocery store. You can't be self-sufficient. You must go. Not just stand in line, but you're you are a victim of it. You are beholden to it. You are just. It's just like Larry P Pratt saying, you know, if you ban guns, then you you when a bad guy has a gun, you have to cower in the corner praying that a good guy with a gun shows up. But you have to pray and hope that they feed you. I've been saying this from the beginning. Yeah, and this goes right which in line. Is, yeah, yeah. Which why I like our guy are you talking about bill from neighbors feed and yes yeah. yes i actually mentioned him when i was on the grimerica podcast i was they, we were talking about him he's a friend of the show yeah he's got a shop in smyrna neighbors feed and seed where they sell seed boxes they sell garden supplies plants everything that you need to do a garden to grow stuff even natural dog food they got all kind of great stuff there i would check it out if you're around smyrna it's an essential service here. It's an essential business, which is the right way. Yeah, to and be. he said his business has been booming, uh, booming. Yeah. So he is supporting the show. We very much appreciate Bill's support. Yeah. So check it out. I'll put a website in the 
description if you want to give that a look. Let him know you heard we about We had it. that story anyway, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I know that he's supporting the show, and I appreciate that, but I that had nothing to do well, with the fact that I was having that interaction I, with Dean. When I read that about the seeds, about that being deemed non-essential, I was like, holy cow, it is rare in Georgia that it is essential. It's not the same in other states. Georgia gun shops are essential, not the same in other states. So right now— And here's the thing. Like, when people say, well, guns are for hunting— that, that actually is why they're essential. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is why they you could consider them essential right now. Look, they're talking about global supply chains being interrupted. I mean, what do you need? That's why the first thing I did, the only thing I did really was I bought that big, crazy, like Alex Jones style water tank. And I bought a big bucket of chlorine tabs for my pool and i'm like i will have i will have water we can drink for for a really long time like there will be no question about it but what else do you need you need food you need clean air which thankfully they they aren't spraying as much so that's great too and that's pretty much it yeah i'm starting to get concerned about the meat because i know the meat plants have been shut i down. filled my freezer with Did that you? and it's, they're saying it's because people are getting sick at the meat plants which i thought they were going to do with the electricity i didn't think about it with the meat but i'm convinced that it's not about that at all it's about restaurants and you know the the back end not having uh you know because the restaurants were very wasteful like they say restaurants basically throw away half the food so people are being more conservative now, consuming less. Even for the same amount of calories consumed, there would be a lot less end user purchases. And and I think they'd rather keep the the booths in the field on their feet, on their hooves, than, you know, kill them because they can last a real long. I think they can. I mean, I don't think they get super tough, especially if they're nice and fat and they're not getting too far. You can yeah. keep them alive for a long time. So there has been... Article after article today and yesterday that have a headline that goes something like this. Bill Gates inexplicably the target of far right wing conspiracy theories about vaccines. <laughs> inexplicably. He said himself that they did not simulate this. He said that. People were up in arms when I tweeted that out. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, they're framing it as... These Trump supporters who are killing everybody by spraying I mean, for germs. new listeners, they have to go to thepropreport.com and see what we have pinned towards the top. Yeah. The, everything you need to know about the coronavirus live and simulated and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation with Johns Hopkins and the World Economic Forum in October of 2019 scenarioed out, just like the Rockefeller Foundation scenarioed out a pandemic in 2010, they scenarioed out this exact thing, and the only two shoes that were left to drop, because there only are, are for two shoes, for me were out of straight out of Event 201. I mean, everything was the same. GDP stock, reactions, personal protective equipment, I mean, stuff, everything. And the two things that we're waiting were that protests would interfere with the response and yeah. that we would have a flashpoint in what I calculated out to be the middle of May. So that was Bill Gates. They did it. Nothing could have been closer to dead on balls accurate for what's a black swan event, which means an event that could never happen twice. It actually happened twice yeah. in, within a month. Yeah. One was a prediction. And to blast that narrative that this is just far right wing fringe conspiracy theorists that are talking about Bill Gates conspiracy. Oh, Rob like he's the new George Soros. Yeah, there you go. Right. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. posted to his Facebook page last week. He posted this long thing about vaccines, but the 
the part of the relevant part of it for us is he said that there have been warnings that any new coronavirus vaccine could trigger a lethal immune reaction when vaccinated people come into contact with a wild virus. But instead of proceeding with caution, Fauci, Anthony Fauci, has made the criminally reckless choice to test to fast track his own vaccine, partially funded by Gates and the seven Gates vaccine vaccines without animal studies that could provide early warning of runaway immune response. Gates is so worried about the danger that he is that he says he won't distribute his vaccines until governments agree to indemnify him against lawsuits. Wow. Well, that's your classic. I am so against indemnifying. I don't even really, I mean, I have to think a little harder about it, but I don't even think like workers should be indemnified at their jobs. You know how like limited liability corporations indemnify or limit the liability of the corporation, the people in it. I, I, I think people should be responsible for their actions. And I'm especially worried about these vaccines that are gene editing vaccines. I actually, that's one of the things I want to dig into is like, that is as untested as you could get. If they're going to do something like that on what they call an event to a one, the population level supplies. I mean, you, what you want from a drug is you want to have it out there for a really long time. So if you're like Accutane and Prozac, like these are things that people worry about given their teens. They've been around for decades now. So if you can actually, if they, if you could trust them to do the studies, like it or not, you have population level studies on this you, that you could actually do on this stuff. But a totally new one, even, even the insiders can't really know what it, what it will look like. Yeah, but they want to fast track it out there. And you know what? Another weird thing, this art of ambiguity, which I invented for Donald Trump, because like Obama was a blank slate, never voted on anything. And he was like, I used to call it like the Doctor Who. Um, what do you call it? You Like he would just put up a piece of paper and you would project onto it what he was telling you to see. Like I'm from the World Health Organization yeah. or I'm a policeman. So uh, Obama used to do that. But, but Trump had the would say both things always say both things and then you could hear what you want or pick what you want or he could refer to what you want later so he's kind of promoting the protests and even though they contradict what his recommendations are so it's in some respects they resist some of the stuff that's in line with his recommendations but the Fauci thing he is uh he's on the White House task force for coronavirus and Trump fights with him and there's the fire Fauci thing which you know what I mean like it's just so crazy to me that Trump could could fire him like he should just fire him you're right he's a criminal I mean he's done terrible things in the past there's plenty of evidence against him and Trump is also doing the speaking out of both sides of the mouth and talking about the the reopening steps and then promoting the protesters so that at least that's the narrative yes yes that's what i'm news, saying yeah. yeah that's the, the art of ambiguity in this case is that he's doing both of those but like i just think the fauci thing folds into that too yeah there was he's keeping someone around to keep that the tension the dialectic the drama the, yes. up at the top to be the when it's totally unnecessary like this we're in complete lockdown they can control everything including the message right yeah, they got to have a bad guy. But he's got a spoiler, right? Yeah. Well, depending on what your position is. And Fauci, Fauci's a, a good bad. Him and Bill Gates make a good bad guy team for people to focus. on. And there's plenty on. of evidence against both of them that they are bad. Yeah. So, did you see any anything about this global citizen thing, virtual concert that was going on? Oh no! Uh uh. Wow. Could you buy tickets to it? I think you could just watch it I, for free. 
Um, Are you sure? Because I, I, I thought there not. was some stuff that was. No, I, I mean, I don't know about this one, but I saw that like somebody had a concert and charged $100,000 oh for it. Gosh. And it was just on fucking TV. That's crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it was on the internet and maybe it was on TV also. I just know it was every top trend on Twitter the other night, Saturday night. But it was a global citizens concert for the, you know, the global citizen in support of the UN and the World Health Organization. Like a day oh. after Trump defunded, said he was going to defund the World Health Organization. They do this giant concert with all these celebrities singing from their their garages, their driveways, their their basements and stuff like that. And it was just a real get your get in line fest, stay inside, listen to us. We're the influential people do what we say. It was, I didn't, I could only stand a little bit of it, but it was, it was a massive global propaganda campaign. Well, it folds into a couple of things. One is this like defund the world health organization. I think Bill Gates gives more to the world health organization than we do, than the government does this government in any case he's considered the guy who runs the show he puts a lot of money into it and i was talking to these great america guys this podcast i did recently and i jokingly was like which one of you still thinks trump is for reals you know and i think the guy was like a little annoyed like i was making fun but one of the arguments that they threw back at me was but i mean he's going to defund the world health organization like why would he do that and i'm like well it gives him you know the only thing that that will do it won't slow down the world world health organization it won't derail it it will could give gates even more influence over it i mean it's not going to actually do anything but it gives people a talking point and it's com- a completely empty gesture in my opinion I mean, it just is. So that's one thing that they they promote over and over again that I think is uh, kind of fake. And then the other thing is, if they're talking about global citizenship, that plays right into ID2020, which is joint venture between Bill Gates and Gavi, which is the immunization thing. And it's there for refugees, for adolescents. It's especially targeting those people who kind of have no country. Yeah. And it's an ID for people who don't have a country. And then at the same time, there's another thing going about nationalism, this resurgence in nationalism. Yeah. And that came out of the Rockefeller Foundation thing. There was an article about it in the Wall Street Journal. And and then and I think to me, that is about control, authoritarianism, tailoring how far you can go based on what remains of cultures and interfering with information. Yeah. All of that. Yeah, this target of information is wide scale. The control, getting Facebook and Instagram. They had Facebook guy, that Instagram guy, that a Twitter guy, all on Brian Stelter's reliable sources this weekend, the most unreliable show on television. And all of the questions were about why are you allowing this content still on? What measures are you taking? To oh, I'm waiting people? for Twitter to go. And Instagram is silencing people that like even bring they'll be like oh yeah people who mention misinformation that's like maybe the virus might have come from a lab or it's stuff that's like not hasn't been conclusively determined yet but they're determining it to be false misinformation on their platforms and they're not even allowing people to post it they're removing that stuff from instagram and and a lot of times facebook too that's what they, I've they always said about like when people get accolades. So Ben Bernanke got lock, lots of accolades for saving the financial system in 2008. 
And I was have always said, like, I think he just kicked the can and it's going to be much worse. And I feel like that's what we're experiencing right now is the is the fallout from Ben Bernanke's bad policies. And I said at the time that he was then and will always be considered a hero, not because he did the right thing, but because he executed and supported and understood the existing paradigm. And that is exactly how, you know, I'm drawing the parallel right now where what I've said many times, and I can see how it fits right into this, that medical malpractice, you are liable for medical malpractice, not when you do the wrong thing or hurt somebody, but when you deviate from protocol. I can understand that. I can understand it. However, it is the same thing where it's not the truth that matters. It's the diktat. It's obeying. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what's going on. It's getting on the same page. And those commercials that we were talking about are all on the same page. Oh, the commercials that have all the same music yeah. and the same. It did make a switch where there was a normal commercials showing us with pe- showing people with people having a good time. Then they realized we can't do this anymore. It doesn't reflect right. society. Now we have to do the shelter in place. We're with you commercials. Yeah, and I, they were all PSAs basically. Yeah, exactly. And I got a chance to talk with Dan Fogler from Fantastic Beast over the weekend, and he was talking about some of the messaging that they're getting in the film industry about similar things about how the industry is going to have to kind of move towards reflecting the society that we are going into and that we're going to be living in. And that brought up the conversation of, so what is every movie going to be people zooming and Skyping each other like SNL was not this week, but the week before that's not going to be very interesting. Wait, what is, what's going to happen in these, these industries? Like what it's just, it's mind-boggling what they're and pushing. The, and the forward. live industries are devastated, yeah, devastated is, right. forever. I mean, that is personally like crippling me. <laughs> like it's just that's my husband's business. Yeah, and I, it's tough. I just really don't know what we're gonna do. Like I just, he's not worried about. It. I think he doesn't worry about stuff that's not in his control. So he's not like actively worrying about it. But it's it's crazy. Like I really don't see the end of this. I don't see when we're gonna start having live events again. Without a freaking vax thing, because that's and I did ask him about that. I was like, are they going to require like vax certificates? And um, he didn't think so. But, you know, he's not as cynical as I am. I think that that's where it's going. I, I don't I do see where too. this ends either, unless it's you got the antibodies. He thinks you that, you know, he just follows the script, right? He just thinks, well, they're going to test everybody and it's going to be clear this really high level of, you know, exposure and immunity and all that kind of stuff. So, like, the, the crisis will pass. And I'm thinking, mm. <laughs> the crisis isn't going to pass without them making, making, uh, lemonade out of it making their agenda yeah and they are making lots of lemonade right and it's not done yet i mean the vaccine thing is not done yet so and they need more stimulus i'll tell you about it after the during the page from 15 like there's uh the money thing is not over big government money and how it's benefiting even the small business stuff is benefiting big businesses it's kind of disturbing yes and i will tell you about what bill cosby's doing to try and get out of prison (laughs) and my favorite they're horrible horrible curve social distancing policies in nigeria truly horrible but we will talk about that in the patron Patron 15. 15 You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want to get access to that extra 15 minutes of content that we post every time we post a DMB, then become a patron 
And you can do that at uh, patreon.com backslash propaganda report or forward slash whichever one it is. We will talk to you guys tomorrow.